All right. Take two. All right. Take two. Okay, now I am recording through the correct microphone. I just read half of this reading through the wrong microphone. Yay, podcasting. Such a great hobby. All right. There are three glasses of water over here. I need to make sure I do not grab the wrong one. Otherwise, it will be disgusting, gross, like three-week-old water that I drink. And that's gross. And my fingers have subconscious memories of the soft, cloggy feel of the lamb. For up from somewhere about the center of the wooded lowland. It's another one of those hard things to say. Wooded lowland. The first thing I noticed was that the light had decreased greatly. Well, that just happened. I'm glad glad there was nothing electrical there. If I had spilled that on my computer, I would have killed everyone. Silently, intently, I watched this horrible creature and forgot my fear. Moment. William Hope Hodgson likes to put a lot of commas in his in his writing. And uh it just it wigs me out and throws me off. It had gone down on all fours and was snuffling and rooting like a veritable. Gradually, as I stared this... It's like he takes commas out of some sentences and puts them in other sentences. So, I just, I can't, it doesn't, I can't do this. But with the doors, of which there are five, it was wisely thought as not one, it was locked. Damn it. Six pages left. I'm pretty sure that was my first mess up in this chapter. In a word, as something intelligent and yet unhuman. Hey, Bill, that's four words, dude. It's actually six. As something intelligent and yet inhuman. Six words. I realized then that I had, in my agitation, unconsciously caught hold of the hot lamp glass. Lamp glass. The trap creaked loudly, the sound echoing vaguely through the huge place and opened heavily. Wow. Hodgson really loves his adverbs, doesn't he? I was just thinking that Stephen King, in his book on writing, mentions to try to use adverbs as little as possible, otherwise you'll find them growing like weeds in a flower field. Uh, And I was thinking about my writing and how I don't really use adverbs that much, specifically because Stephen King said not to. And uh, just... Wow. Wow. The trap creaked loudly, the sound echoing vaguely through the huge place and opened heavily. Okay. I bent my head quickly, more into the opening, and listened intently. More of those adverbs. Putting the tray down at my elbow, she was leaving the room quietly when I called her back. She came, it seemed, a little timidly, as though startled, and I noted that her hand clutched at her apron nervously. Oh my god, Hodgson, cool it with the adverbs. Please the last few nights had gone. When I rose, the morning... Oh, I know how to read. When I rose, the morning had broken, fine and clear. Chapter 12 Another week came and went, during which I spent a great deal of my time about the pit mouth. I had come... You gotta say the episode title. You gotta say the chapter title. 
There's a chapter title for each chapter, and you got to say it. Otherwise, you got to go back and do it again, you dumbass. Chapter 12, The Subterranean Pit. Then, summoning up the last remnant of my strength, I commenced to swarm up the side of the cliff. When I originally recorded this, which was done probably a couple weeks ago, and then I somehow or other either accidentally deleted it or didn't save because I'm an idiot, I, I noted to myself that word swarm, and it occurred to me, Hey, Will? Hey, hey, Mr. Hodgson? One person can't swarm. Then I remembered my knife, and in a minute the rope was cut. How I reached the house I scarcely know. I was looking at a bent, decrepit man whose shoulders stooped and whose face was wrinkled with the years of a century. Let's try that again, because I was moving away from the microphone when I said it. Occasional hair-like line of fire that seemed to sway a little with the moon. It's an airplane passing overhead. Don't know if you can hear it. We live about two miles from, uh, from an airport. There's also a train that usually goes by every night around 11 o'clock. And that's a lot of fun. We live in a great apartment complex. As though the governing quality of time had been held in abeyance. Let's try that word again. Abeyance! It's treasure! It might have been a million years later that I perceived, beyond possibility of doubt, that the fiery sheet that lit the world was indeed darkening. My wife made brownies today. Um, I, I, I took a bite before I started recording, and now I'm having trouble talking. Because my mouth is all... brownie Presently, as I watched, the smooth over... A tremendous globe of a glowing copper-bronze hue, in parts ringed with blood-red bands. In others, with the dusky ones that I have already mentioned. Alright, hey, Hodgson, don't put semicolons where semicolons don't go, pal! Semicolons are supposed to join together two independent clauses and you can't... You just, ah, God! Ugh! It appeared to cling to the ruined walls and the thick, soft dust of the years that covered the floor knee-deep. That's a fair semicolon. He used a semicolon there, and I should have paid attention, and I didn't. Fair enough on you, Hodgson. You got me on that one. This theory appealed to me as being more plausible and accounting more satisfactorily for the extraordinary size and brilliance of the blaze that had lit up the dead world so unexpectedly. I'm going to read that sentence again, because all of those commas fucked me up. He put a comma between blaze and that? For the extraordinary size and brilliance of the blades, of the blaze that had lit up the dead world, he put a comma between blaze and that. There's no comma that goes there, Bill. That comma doesn't work. Turning unconsciously toward the north. In a while, my gaze, see, semicolon, that's not, and a semicolon doesn't go there. Like, I'm continuing this thing from last time, and the, you, you put a semicolon there, and a semicolon doesn't go there. That's where a comma should go, Bill. In a while, my gaze sought the heavens, turning unconsciously toward the north. Yes, the nebulous glow still showed. Indeed, I could have almost imagined that it looked somewhat plainer. God, it's all gone to hell. Stop mess- Hey! I'm trying to record! Stop messaging me! It's making noises!
Hi. How you doing? I'm sitting here trying to record, and all of a sudden my computer goes bing, and my iPod goes bloop, and I'm like, ah! I was screaming about semicolons. Those are all going in the blooper reel. <laughs> and so is this conversation. Uh, we'll be okay. Two chapters. You can do it. I know. I'm fine. I'm not mad at you. I love you. I love you too. I won't, take, I won't text you anymore. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. I'll, I'll see you when I'm done. All right. Bye. My wife, everybody. Yesterday was the uh, three-year anniversary of, of when we got engaged. And and if you don't follow me on Twitter, which you should because I'm awesome. Okay. We, we both arrived independently at the conclusion that the only reason that I asked and the only reason that she said yes was because neither of us want to get back into dating again. Because dating sucks. I don't even know where I was. Under all this, there grew up within my mind a great and overwhelming distress of uneasiness that left me, but to drop me in... What the fuck, man? Under... Under all this, there grew up within my mind a great and overwhelming distress of uneasiness that left me, but to drop me into an uncomfortable brooding. I understand what that's saying, but that's ridiculous. And you're ridiculous, and that's a stupid sentence. Reminding me of a huge emerald scintillating rays of fire across the world. Just a quick little side story. I, uh, working at a restaurant probably about seven or eight years ago, I stepped out the door and was just looking up at the sky, and Venus and Jupiter were right next to each other. And when you see them in the sky, Venus is actually bigger than Jupiter because it's a lot closer to the Earth. So I'm stepping out there and I'm looking at it, and these people came walking out of the restaurant, and I said, hey, just out of, you know, if you're if you're curious, and I pointed up at them, I said, the, uh, the bigger one there is Venus, and the little one there is Jupiter. And the kid who was with them looked at me, and he goes, Nuh-uh! And I was like, yeah, it is. And he was like, no, because Jupiter's bigger than Venus. And I said, okay, you got me, kid. I, you, you're right. I should have told him that Venus is bigger because it's closer. But I let him live on in his ignorance, and thus became part of the problem. And at this moment, I conceive it to be finally... And at this moment, I conceive it to be finally torn directly. And at this moment, I conceive it to be confined. And at this moment, I conceive it to be finally torn directly from its oblique course by the gravitational pull of the immense star. The roof had evidently gone entirely, and I could see the green effulgence of the starlight shining in slantingly. That's, uh, that's the end of the chapter. That's, that's just, the chapter just ended there. So, let's try that again. The roof had, evidently, gone entirely, and I could see the green effulgence of the starlight shining in slantingly. I could see that the sun was hugely greater, that it had... Don't put a comma there, Bill. I could see that the sun was hugely greater than it had been when first the star lit the world. Far below me, I saw the earth with the burning house leaping into an ever-growing mountain of flame round about it. The ground appeared to be glowing, and in places, heavy wreaths of yellow smoke ascended from the earth. I actually read that sentence wrong, but I'm not concerned about it because it still made sense. And commas shouldn't be used like fucking sprinkles, Bill!
You know that thing that cliche sitcom girlfriends do where they're like, no, I'm not hungry. I'm not going to eat. And then like the boyfriend orders food and then they like eat off the boyfriend's food. And then the boyfriend is all woman. I asked you if you were hungry and you said you weren't hungry. So now you're eating off of me. I just did that to my wife. <laughs> she was cutting up some apples and she goes, do you want any? And I said, no, nah, I'm good. And she cut up the apples and she came over and sat down and I immediately took the apples and ate one and she was angry ah. all right next chapter oh my god come on ibooks i seemed whelmed in a sea of doubt and wonder and sorrowful remembrance sorry 10 Things I Hate About You is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. It's amazing and great. And if you haven't seen 10 Things I Hate About You, go see 10 Things I Hate About You. Because there's a conversation that goes like this. I know you can be overwhelmed, and I know you can be underwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? To which uh, uh, Bianca's friend replies, I think you can in France. It's just great. I love that movie so much. And the word whelmed caught me up okay out of the raining green had grown a boundless river of softly shimmering globes and that was the taco bell that i had for dinner you're welcome (sighs) i'm in a weird mood tonight by the way so there may just be a bunch of weird stuff that happens in the next few minutes of the blooper reel here presently i saw the bright ring of the green sun show plainly against the night the star had passed Presently, I saw the bright ring of the green sun show plainly against the night the star had passed into the shadow of the dead sun. There's a period there, but there's not a period in the book. That's supposed to be two different sentences. That's the only way that makes sense. The house on the borderlands. No, it's just borderland. With a curious inconsequence, my thoughts abruptly left the matter to dwell wonderingly upon the peculiar material out of which the house was constructed. Hodgson, in that sentence, put a semicolon where a semicolon doesn't go. Thanks, Bill. For a minute, it had a strange, quivery appearance. Unreal and uns... Three pages! This chapter's three pages! Why can't I just get it in one go? Damn it! At that, I started nervously and glanced round apprehensively. As I did so, my eyes dwelt momentarily on the rack of firearms and I took a step toward them, but stopped with a curious feeling that they would be needless. Outside in the gardens, the dog moaned strangely. I just want to make a note that in that paragraph, he used at least four adverbs in three sentences. Though both of us looked forward to the time when our driver should come, for we were tremendously anxious to inquire of him, and through him among the people of the tiny hamlet, whether any of them... Let's try that sentence again, because that was wrong. We were just sitting down to it when he returned. I have no idea what the fuck this accent is supposed to be. It's all in bed the lazy devils is sore. It's all in bed the lazy devils is sore. I'm just going to do this as a regular voice. I'm going to change the writing. Because if you write in dialect, it's stupid. They're all in bed, though. <clears throat> They're all in bed the lazy devils are, sir. 